Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to innovabiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. most important thing for me is uh, just try to find time to be with yourself and to understanding your conditioning. I think that will help you be comfortable with yourself and have trust in that your ideas are important. You know what I mean? And you won't be afraid to write them down and to share them with other people um, if you have real convictions with them. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. Now, if you haven't yet listened to my recent conversations with podcast guesting mentor and trainer, Maykaid Sang, and improviser and corporate trainer, Gillian Bellinger, then do check them out after you've listened to today's conversation, of course. I'm really excited to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest today, Sheldon Shaw, a playwright, screenwriter and actor. Sheldon has performed on stage and screen for over 20 years. For the last nine years, Sheldon's primary passion has been writing. His plays include Control-Alt-Write-Delete, Jailbird, Baby Starbucks, Billy Shelley Ally, Glenn, and he's a multiple award winner for his plays, as well as recently being listed in Time Out magazine as a black playwright you need to know. Sheldon has studied theatre, acting and playwriting, and in addition to that, he also has a BA from Temple University majoring in Human Resource Administration and Risk Management and Insurance. Interesting combination. In our discussion today, Sheldon talked to me about how observation and an interest in people is key to his creative process. We talked about understanding and accepting your conditioning and realising that your ideas are important. And we talked about being confident in your ideas and knowledge while at the same time open to feedback. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Sheldon Shaw. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast from New York in the USA, Sheldon Shaw. Sheldon is an actor, a writer, and a playwright, so mm-hmm. something a little different today. <laughs> welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, Sheldon. It's a wow. great privilege to have you as my guest. Oh, thank you very much, Jürgen. Um, it's, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, Dr. Richard Orbe Austin, who was our guest on episode 337 of the Innova Buzz podcast, suggested that we have a conversation with you, Sheldon. Right. So, mm-hmm. big hello to Richard. Hello, Richard. Richard is a wonderful person. You, you only need Richard. He's so, so amazing. You don't need even me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, I was looking through your background and mm-hmm. I see you have a degree in risk management and insurance and human resource administration. Yeah. And, but now you're in acting and writing plays and <laughs> script writing, screenwriting. Um, so how, how did you make that transition or was that? that always the the path and the other was just to back up to get a real job if acting didn't pan out <laughs> oh no 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 the, uh, i think risk management insurance is what drove me to be an actor and writer uh, because i was going to school <laughs> for business um and risk management i enjoyed it on paper and when we started going to do real live um on this what we're supposed to do for real life 
and we were sitting in a place and we were looking at like fire hydrant and fire uh, extinguishers. And I was like sitting there, like analyzing the fire extinguisher. How old is this fire extinguisher? Um, how old is this door? Um, I was like, wow, this is what we're going to be doing for, for my, the rest of my life. I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, and also the people involved, to be honest with you, I, I, I didn't really care for them. <laughs> um, but at the same time in college, I was dating a woman and uh, we had a really bad breakup. And all that caused me to go to therapy. <laughs> and during therapy, um, she suggested that I pop, take up something creative. And I came across an acting class one night and they let me audit the acting class and I'm sitting there auditing this acting class and the, the acting class they're doing, they're rehearsing for a play they're about to uh, produce called Savage and Limbo by uh, Patrick uh, Shanley. And um, I mean, something happened to me that has never happened to me in a class before. I, I started to shake. I started losing all aspects of time. And mm -hmm. it was so amazing because they were, they were acting real life. Because when I thought about acting, I thought it was like Shakespeare musicals. I was like, oh, that, that doesn't really interest me. And, um, but when I saw that it could be, it could, it could mimic real life. Um, and people are actually having real dialogue, um, getting angry at one another without hurting each other. <laughs> um, it, it just hooked me. And I, when I left that class that day, I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life in some aspect. Mm. And and fascinating, that, yeah. Yeah, and that was like twenty over twenty four years ago. Right and here I am. And, and so, did you get into acting through that, or or how did you? How did yeah. the I signed up that day to writing. Oh, yeah. I signed up that day for acting class with that teacher named Kurt Whipple. He had studied in New York City at the Neighborhood Playhouse, and he was really teaching a real acting class. And, but the one thing about acting, there is, there's the art to it, which is what people, I think, drive a lot of people towards acting. And there is the actually trying to get jobs <laughs> with acting. There's a business part that's, that's a lot different. There's so many aspects. You can be as talented as actors as you can be. You can have a really difficult time getting jobs and surviving. Um, and that was, that was happening with me. And one day, uh, one of my acting teachers at the time in New York City, um, he had passed away. And I met up with a lot of people who were uh, in, in my classes studying um, and we discussed about getting together and creating our own work. And at this time, um, and one person in particular, Martin Rio Frio is a good friend of mine. He um, was like, why don't we just write a, a, a screenplay? It's like, all right, I'll try. <laughs> and we wrote it and we, we filmed it and we were like, wow, that wasn't too bad. And I really, really enjoyed it. And so I said to myself, you know what, maybe I should take a class in writing if I really want to continue doing this. And that's what I did. I went, and at the time I was at, at the Labyrinth Theater Company, I was like volunteering as usher constantly. And at this theater company, which is a well-known theater company, it's uh, Phil Seymour Hoffman's theater company. And um, they would have classes. And there was one class they had called um, Acting for, uh, Writing for Actors. It was taught by Martha Walner, and she was so sweet and gentle. And she promised us, after this class, you're going to write a 10-minute play. I was like, no way. <laughs> and we did. I really did. And I just, and I was hooked. And from that day on, I've been writing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fascinating that, and, and I've had this conversation with a few people now that are more in the space of exploring creativity and, mm -hmm. and um, highlighting that everybody has it in them to be creative and, oh, and that there's a process you can go through. And, and mm -hmm. what you've just described there, I think, is that there is a process that people teach mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in terms of writing creative. So what, what right. do you think are some of the challenges of bringing out that creativity in each of us? Um, it's the fear of failure. I think it is a lot. And that, and that has a lot to do with not trusting yourself. Um, and that comes a lot from the conditioning of growing up that we are supposed to do certain things to make a living, you know, um, and creative, it's, it's a difficult thing. You, you, you possibly will not make a living at it. You know what I mean? So people will not put themselves out there to try to be creative. You know what I mean? It's, it's a yeah. scary thing. 
But, um, and that's why some people do what they do. I mean, everyone ha could do it, but you have to be able to really risk and really want to do it. And you can't think about trying to make a kind of living that you're raised to think you're going to make. <laughs> it's, mm. going to, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And that's okay. I mean, it's really fulfilling for me. Um, and I even do other jobs. And, and I love those other small jobs, you know. But I still write. I still act once in a while. Um, but I think it's the fear that keeps people from really, you know, doing it, even in their everyday life. They're like, oh, that's too artsy. <laughs> Stop doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that the, the fear of being judged, I guess? Mm -hmm. People saying, well, I didn't like that. I didn't like that play or I didn't like oh. that. Uh, yeah. You know, it's so funny. They won't tell you <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> um, the problem is, to be honest with you, is when people don't say anything at all. Because <laughs> people will, yeah. are <laughs> afraid to tell you how bad things are. Then that's okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I, I can relate to that. It's a, a little bit like on this podcast where, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll get people saying, that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I will get occasionally people saying, oh, you didn't follow up when, mm -hmm. you know, the conversation went down this track mm -hmm. and you could have right. followed up, you know, no I was doubt about looking it. for mm -hmm. you to ask a follow-up question yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, didn't. Right. And, and that's okay because I'm getting that feedback. It's it's exactly mm -hmm. what you say. It's when people don't say anything and I say, Very quiet, what, yeah. you, what did you think of that conversation? I know, I know. Come on, come on. <laughs> you're like, you're like, even my family member, you're like, come on, you're not going to say anything. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I get that all the time, but it's just something you have to go through. Um, it can make you tougher or it can make you very <laughs> depressed. <laughs> but it's something you have to go through. I mean, there's a lot of failure. I mean, if you want to call it that, because I don't call it that. It's, mm. For me, it's just a learning experience. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're not going to please everyone. You're just not. So don't try. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah, it's good. It's good when you can let that go, isn't it? Mm -hmm, and, and say, mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. this is my objective, mm -hmm. and I know I won't please everyone, right? And if I don't please the people that I think this mm -hmm. will please, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well, then what did I learn from that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. What you you do learn a whole lot. You learn a whole lot about yourself. Um, with, with um, the arts, um, especially when you're creating, you learn a lot. When you hand it over to what you should always do, hand it over to somebody you really trust to, for the first read, let's say, um, you learn about what, the, <laughs> which is the most frightening thing, frightening thing for me personally, is the first read after I've written someone, even with someone I really trust, I'll be in the next room like, oh my God, what's going on in there? <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking? But once you get through that, and maybe you need to edit some more or whatever, then it gets better. And once I get, once I get to two people I really trust, then I feel confident in it to, to put it out in the world. And that's when, if people don't like it, it it's okay. I like it. Mm. And I know people I trust like it. You know what I mean? Hmm. So. So, so what... Um... What's your process for writing? I mean, how do you Ooh. get started? How Ooh, do you, I love how do you yeah. <laughs> maintain that? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I love it. Oh, uh, for me, it's a lot about meditating. I, I, I call it meditating on characters because I will sometimes it will start with, with two characters, sometimes one, but usually two characters just having a discussion. And I, I meditate on these characters' lives, who, are, who they are, um, what they like, what kind of pe people they are. And I do them individually, meditate on them. And then once you have that deep understanding of who these people are, um, before you write anything down, then, then I go like, what story do I want to tell? You know, what, what, what am I, what am I trying to, uh, it might be big themes like uh, what's about, um, money or something that's going on wrong in the world right now. How would these two characters handle this situation? Um, and then I, go, I meditate on that. And sometimes I'll watch the whole play or screenplay from beginning to end. Just sit there and meditate on watching it from beginning to end. I might, you know, I might miss some 
little spots here and there, but you just see the you just see a big picture of it. Even before I write another word. And then mm. boom, I'll sit down. And then mm. usually So these like, these characters are imaginary? It really flo- it really floats. Huh? Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But th- then it then it will really flow. And then you, you once you write the characters write it for you. Hmm. So are these imaginary characters? Uh, it, it usually comes from people I know. Yeah. Part, part, little bits and pieces of people I know. It could be half my, say, my father and half my brother. Half. It could be a mix of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But in a sense, yes, it is imaginary people. Hmm. <laughs> So that's that's based on my process for getting into a story, and that's the beginning. Yeah. And so, what inspires some of the themes that that you then write about? Ooh, um, life issues I've grown up with. Um, they'll come up in a meditation. Um, what's going on in the world right now often comes up. Um, in a, in a, yeah, there's a lot, there's a a lot, lot to talk about there, isn't there? In, in the meditation, but it, it's and like for instance, just watching everyday life, a, a situation will happen. I wrote a play once where a woman was coming into a Starbucks with her baby, and I usually write at Starbucks because I like the energy of people. And um, she, I've seen her come there every day. And this one day, she was, I don't know, she was in a hurry and a rush, or she was excited or something. I don't know. She came in with her baby in the stroller. She parked. She she went up, ordered her drink, went, sat down near the door. They called her name. She ran to get her coffee and and started sitting there, you know, fixing the coffee, making it you know, sweeter or whatever she was doing mm-hmm. to it. She left her baby right by the door. And where I go to a Starbucks, I was like, you know, someone crazy could come in and just steal her baby, right? And where I where I where I write, there's um there's um a shelter, there is VA hospital. There is, you know, there's a lot of, there's a Bellevue hospital right in that area. So there's a lot of not so right people in that area. And I thought to myself, what if someone came in and stole her baby? And that started the whole play. (laughs) How would she respond? And how would the barista who she sees every day, how would she help her or not help? I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was a dramatic moment that started the play. And I wrote it that time. And actually that was the first play I sent in and it won, you know, a few contests. Mm. And I wrote it right there. So creativity is all around you. Innovation is all around you. You just got to be open to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of easier for me because I, I do not have a nine to five job and I, I have like, I make my own schedule. Um, so that does help me a little bit where I can be uh, a little freer with my time. Hmm. You know? Yeah. But I, I really like that though. That I mean, if you like looking at, at that from the outside, I mm-hmm. look at your process and I think, well, you know, there was curiosity there. Mm-hmm. There was asking a what if question, mm-hmm. connecting mm-hmm. two things like you mm-hmm. had had this vision of something bad happening mm-hmm. and you saw this moment of the woman not paying attention to the baby mm-hmm. and, and you asked the what if question. Yeah. And then that kind of sparks the... the- the yeah. whole process yeah and yeah and that i went into like because the barista is black and she works behind the counter and she's like uh basically a new york white woman you know what i mean what kind of conversation would they have when something went down mm-hmm. and at one point she actually tried to blame the barista for like <laughs> kidnapping her baby in a sense saying like oh you've been watching me every day you know my schedule and then it went to this whole dialogue and then it went to another direction so, hmm. you know, so exploring the conversations that might happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. But you got to be open to them. <laughs> mm. You have to pay attention to the world. Yeah. Okay. And um, so w- what are some of the lessons you've learned in kind of pursuing this writing and, and mm. you know, is there any reflection back on, on your original career of risk management and insurance <laughs> or is that kind of a past life you've left that behind for good? Uh, 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 it's a past life, but business is always involved with the real world, the real world, you know, like I, I said before that the acting is, you know, you can learn the art of it, 
but there's a business side. Hmm. And so that is, that's always, I always understand that. So that's why I don't get so mad and jaded by it because I understand business <laughs> very well, you know? Hmm. But on, one thing I've learned about the art to, um, to especially writing, uh, there's a great example. I, um, I had a moment with a big producer who it was through a friend and they, they like, okay, I'll read your work. And I went out and met them after I read it. They're like, I hated it. Basically, <laughs> you should just tear it, tear it up and blah, blah, blah. It's like, and he explained to me why. I was like, but I was really confident in what I've written. You know, it went through those two phases of people I really trust, <laughs> mm. you know? And, and, uh, and he said, you should basically, he said, you should just, just, just get rid of this. He said, just throw it away, for, to be honest with you. I was like, no. Deep down, I was like, no, I will not do that. And then I, I sent it out to um, this theater company, this African-American theater company. They're like, they called me up the next day. He's like, oh, we want to do this. So, mm. <laughs> and I found myself like a couple of months later in Vermont, this, and this play being performed at the Briggs Opera House on a Saturday night. And then it got a standing ovation. But mm. if I wasn't strong enough and believe, yeah, yeah. believe in my convictions, I would have. Definitely. If I were young or, you know, not experienced, I would have just, oh my God, this guy's a big producer. I would have just definitely like, oh my God, this must be horrible. I would have probably tore it up, yeah. you know? Mm. So that's how, a lot. How important, yeah. How important is it to really know the audience you're writing for when you go through that process? Because to me, that mm -hmm. sounds a little bit like, you know, the big producer mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. his audience in mind right. and you mm -hmm. play perhaps it wasn't a fit for that audience and yet right. or a different audience, the one that you performed in front of the Briggs theater, mm -hmm. um, it, it really resonated, you know, to the point it, that uh -huh. standing in ovation. Yeah. Right, right, right. Whew. Writing for the audience. I try to never think about that to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I always think of my writing to be honest with you is really universal and in, in a way, um, <sighs> I, I, that's a difficult one because I'm never trying to think about that when I'm writing. Mm. Um, it's like, um, if it, if it resonates well with people I trust who read it, and if I yeah. have a reading and it resonates, or if I produce my own reading and it resonates, then I think I have something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of a time where it hasn't, I mean, there's been times when people didn't like parts of it and that's called, that's part of the rewriting. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? There might be certain parts that are not resonating or they don't seem they fit and you know mm. that if you if like three people read it and they all say the same thing yeah you know yeah well of course the the feedback of um hey we didn't like this bit and mm -hmm. and perhaps this could have been mm -hmm. different in this way is more helpful to you than mm -hmm. throw it away that's no good yes <laughs> oh tell me about it oh most yeah, definitely yeah. but um that's even in the professional ranks that's what you're gonna have to deal with so you're gonna understand mm. that you know and that's sometimes that's why i think a lot of people should produce their own work sometimes you, you run into, into a lot of people like that who will say that oh this is horrible and you should just quit <laughs> you know <laughs> so really have trust in yourself in your convictions hmm. mm. so what What's changed for you in terms of the acting and the writing over the last, uh, what is it now, 14 months or so that we've been in the throes of this pandemic? Mm. Um, there's been a lot of reflection. There's been a lot of not writing. That's changed a lot. <laughs> there's been a lot of not doing what I was doing before because even with acting, there's been no auditions. There's been no submissions mm. for writing. So there's been a lot of, uh, I was so, I was really depressed for at least three months of the, for in the beginning of the pandemic, I couldn't even, I couldn't finish one page of a, say a newspaper or a magazine, let alone a book. I, I, I haven't read a book yet fully, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I used to love to read. I used to love, I used to read, then I would write, then I would read, then I would write in that, in, the, in a session. I can't, I don't, I don't even do that anymore. Well, I can't. You can't even go to a Starbucks, so that ruined my schedule. Usually, I go to Starbucks, okay. um, but um, that's changed a lot. I tried to do Zoom. I even tried to do a Zoom play. That was fantastic, except 
I met a lot of people, like uh, some actors and uh, directors, but when it came to actually doing the actual Zoom play, there's no uh, response from an audience because there's no audience, so you can't mm. hear anything. <laughs> you can't hear anything. So you're like, oh, did that work? I don't know. Um, and some people write you, it's like, oh, that was really good. And some people don't don't write you, don't say anything. So anyway, um, that's all changed. Um, and my focus has been actually a little more on writing films because I think that's going to come back sooner than plays. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, mm. That's interesting that you mentioned the you know the audience feedback and mm -hmm. the, that makes it difficult to do something online because um, I have clients who do workshops in person or have mm -hmm. been doing in person workshops and and they made the same comment in terms of mm. going online to have do the presentation and the training the content is suitable to do online right however there is a high level of interaction in in the workshops that they do and they actually feed off the audience mm -hmm. in their mm -hmm. response which is right. similar to what you were describing there oh, so, yeah at, yeah do, do you have any ideas how to kind of get some level of engagement in an online space when yeah. you're doing a workshop or when you're doing a presentation or when you're doing a, a, a play. Yeah, exactly. So we, we've all been thinking about that. We have no idea. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> have, we have absolutely no idea. The only thing you can do, I think, for plays, to be honest with you, uh, without because every, every you, you can leave everyone's sound on, but it's just too much sound coming from outside and all these things. Mm -hmm. You've got to treat it like it's... A completely new medium like it's almost like a tv show so you got to act it like it's gonna be there's not gonna be no response and you, you as a writer i just have to not take it personal <laughs> mm. and you just have to look at it as a basically like a tv show with no live audience i don't know maybe you can add a live audience sound to laugh yeah. at some of the jokes just like they do on tv a laugh track maybe that's a possibility but uh, people are just dying to get back out into the real world. That's what mm. a, lot of, a lot of my playwright friends, they will not do Zoom whatsoever. Yeah. They're, they're just waiting until we get, you know, we get back into the theater. Uh, I mean, some are, some are writing, but I don't know. A lot of them actually went to, um, got hired on TV shows. So that's what okay. they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, TV, working for, yeah, TV has been doing, yeah, I guess it's been doing kind of well. I mean, it's yeah. going to be, yeah, TV and film are going to be, it's a little bit easier to control with the pandemic. Plays, mm. you know, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the live theater is is certainly a very different experience, isn't it? It's it's very mm -hmm. much dependent on mm -hmm. audience response and, mm -hmm. and particularly if it's something that is perhaps less less structured from a script point of view if, it, if there's a high level of audience engagement that actually is part of the whole experience oh completely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. some people some like even with comedic plays they they know exactly where people are supposed to laugh and they yeah. they fix their scripts on that yeah and some some are so so like strict they'll they'll like they'll count like how many people were laughing at this point how many people were like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding you so yeah. If, yeah, so things have changed, and we'll see how they go. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I don't think I have the answer for that one. What's how mm. you can fix it? But um, going getting into the real theater is the answer, I think. <laughs> mm. Yes. Well, let, let's hope that that can happen fairly soon again. Uh, there, yeah. You know, there's good signs now with with the mm -hmm. um, vaccines that are available. So mm -hmm. uh, I guess it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Um, no doubt do you about see? It. Because I guess there's, you know, I certainly in the business world, I, I see that mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of lasting changes as a result of the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I think the particularly the use of online tools, people have been opened up to new possibilities there in the mm -hmm. business world. Do you see any changes um, in in the creative world in kind of live plays or theatre or or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the work you do in writing right transcending the pandemic so you know coming out of it saying well well this bit was actually quite good we can continue to use this yeah yeah i think with the interview process it helps like um you can 
choose you can do i think interviews would work well kind mm-hmm. of online you know what i mean um so you can like for writing for a tv show like i'm about to do a zoom interview after this that's in atlanta you know what i mean um so okay yeah you know what i mean so that they're gonna mm-hmm. i think they're gonna keep that bit um any kind of job where you need they figured out was like wow it's working well without them which is which is is, is not nice mm-hmm. But they're gonna just eliminate those little little jobs, you know? Like, wow, mm. kind of works well. Just them being at home, you know what I mean? Or we don't they realize they don't need that part of the job. Um, so I there's a lot of jobs you don't need to be in office. So I think this that's mm. gonna be no. It's gonna like oh for instance, I a lot of writers they you know it helps with the rent. They don't have to store writers in in, in their studio in their on the studio lots. They can just work at home. Um, The problem with writers is that it's hard for them. It's hard for them to work with new writers on a show they've already been working on at home. But people who are really experienced, I think they will have a benefit of having jobs as writers. But for business, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of jobs that are not going to exist anymore. Hmm. Yes, certainly. I think there's changes coming that... um... Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will we'll certainly endure past the pandemic. You, you got that right. Mm. No, no, mm. Yes, no doubt about it. But hopefully, you'll be able to get back into Starbucks soon and yeah. uh, get that, <laughs> that creative inspiration. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That would be that would be amazing. Yeah, um, yeah that'd be amazing. Mm. Do you get? Because um, I, I was going to make that point earlier. You talked about the yeah. um, the piece you wrote about the woman's baby being stolen and right. that, uh, uh, it sounds like you get a lot of inspiration from just observing people and then imagining how, how might you know you you get an idea of mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is what this person's about their values their mm-hmm. mannerisms and behaviors that you've mm-hmm. observed and then imagining right. how might they react in this imaginary situation exactly there's a lot of that i do a lot of that i do a lot i love mm-hmm. that and also listening to how people speak and talk to one another or don't speak to certain people or pay, how they pay attention to like how they treat like a barista hmm Rather than how they treat to, to as watch how they talk on the phone with their friends or family, whoever they may be. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, watch, I watch all that sort of, of yeah, of interaction. You know, um, that's I think that's really important, especially with writing and writing dialogue on how people speak to one another. You know, based on their maybe even job title, hmm. it's it's a big difference. It's a big difference. You know. And some of it may seem like it's nice, but it's kind of like a fake nice. <laughs> it's just, yeah. they're just getting through the day. It's like, oh, this is my routine and this is, okay, got my coffee, let's go. I got to do some real work. But uh, I think that all life is real work. <laughs> every yeah. every moment is real work, you know? It's, 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 um, it's great to be around people. I mean, now we know more than ever that it's great to be around mm. people. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's that's certainly i mean i think it's been highlighted now mm-hmm. the most introverted of those mm-hmm. of us like me right uh, right it's actually nice to get around get out around nice. people when when you can't do it you suddenly realize that mm-hmm. it's something you miss mm-hmm. or you're around the same person for for was it 10 months yeah, yeah. like i have a roommate <laughs> <laughs> uh you're like oh my god i God, I see somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we won't, won't tell her that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> yeah, we've um, this has been wonderful to talk about. Um, you mm-hmm. know, your creative process, and I think there's there's a lot of lessons there in terms of business and and mm-hmm. you know, to me, being observant and Almost and so. asking questions like what if. Mm-hmm. And and then imagining other scenarios, but kind of mm-hmm. knowing a little bit about the people that mm-hmm. you're actually portraying in that, so that you can mm-hmm. you can actually say, well, how would so and so respond to a mm-hmm. situation? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Being observant and then asking those questions, asking the deeper questions. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, they're That's the highlights right. for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also yeah. for me, it's like, um, 
yeah, the really listening. I think even as a business person, uh, mm. re- really, really taking people in and really, really listening, um, and really showing that you care that, you know, that you are listening, you know? Um, cause I think just like the people at Starbucks, I don't think they really listen to each other. They're just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're just, yeah, he's yeah. a barista. I'm a patron. That's it. Now, little nice to tease and then I'm off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a transaction, isn't it? That, mm-hmm. It is a transaction. And, and, and we don't, we a lot of times don't move beyond the transactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So listening and um, really caring about people, that's a great mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I'm aware of the time and I know you've got something important coming up. So oh, no, I'm okay. now to move. <laughs> I think it's a good time to move on to the buzz, which is our innovation round and oh, it's okay. our scripted bit, which is five okay, questions. Okay. All right. And hopefully you'll give us some insightful answers okay. that will inspire the listener to go and do something awesome mm-hmm. today as a result. Right, right, right. No problem. So what do you think anyone needs to do to be more innovative? What's the number one tip? I think for me is being more confident. Be confident in, in what you know, what you believe in and, and, and be that your ideas have, you know, worth. I think mm. you know, and you know, write it down, see what happens. Don't don't listen to the negative voice like, oh, that's too crazy. No, that would never work. You never know. Have confidence in yeah. yourself. You know? Yeah. You never know. That's what writing, we're always writing crazy stuff. You never know, it could work. Yeah. I've written mm. things that were crazy. It's like, oh, they're they're going to, someone's going to read this. Like, you should get rid of that. But sometimes, it, no, it worked, mm. you know? Mm. And writing it down. Yeah, I like, mm-hmm. like the writing it down. I think there's sort of certain value in writing things down, even if, if it's mm-hmm. not because you're actually writing something to be a writer. Right. No doubt about it. No mm. doubt about it. Yes. No doubt about it. Mm. All right. Now, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? I think we've probably talked about this a little. Oh, my goodness. You talked about this a lot. But for me, it's meditation. Meditation, Mm. let the universe flow through you. Let the ideas, you know, be open to things, be open to the world. You know, don't cut things off based on your your conditioning of life, how you grew up, where you grew up. But be open, you know, be open. That's that. That's Mm. that. That's. That's what helps me develop ideas. Yeah. Ideas I don't right. even know. And then ideas will even come up in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and I wake up and yeah. I come up with these ideas, you know. But I was open during the day, so and then mm. it'll come to me at night. Yeah. So do you practice actively practice meditation? Have you trained in meditation? Um I've I've done I went through a lot of I studied Buddhism a little bit for a while, but then I, I discovered um yeah, I studied. <laughs> I yeah. even went to uh, Ojai, California to study meditation. Um, uh, and then I read a great book by Juju Krishnamurti. He's a really good, he's like, you don't need anyone to teach you meditation. You need to find it out for yourself. Okay. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. Well, we'll reference that book too. Yes. Oh. Hmm. oh, it's called Freedom of the Freedom from the Known, basically. It's, it's trying to understand your conditioning. Mm. That, you know, all your decisions are based usually on your conditioning in life and you need to be aware of it. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, do you have a favorite resource you use most often? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and people think it's crazy, but there is an app called the most dangerous writing app. So the most dangerous, <laughs> have you heard of this? App? No, I haven't. So, it sounds most, interesting. So the most dangerous writing app is an app where you set it up on a timer as the timer what I think between five and 60 minutes and you start writing. And if you stop writing for five seconds, it erases everything you've written. Oh. So that, <laughs> <laughs> and so that way you, you get out of your head, you get out of your head and you just write from your gut. So you, yeah. you if, if you, and you gotta, and you then sometimes you'll write blah, 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 but then you got to keep writing, you know? Hmm. And then once you become better at it, you can um, I, you can start writing stories with it. You just gotta you know pre prepare yourself like what you're gonna write about, who are the characters, and then you go. You just go. Mm. Um, I've written a couple of plays through just that app. I mean, each <laughs> each scene I've set the timer for say like 20, 20 minutes, and, and mm. I basically wrote a scene. I mean, it's not you can edit later. Um, yeah, yeah. But you get 
deep. You get deep into yourself, into your consciousness. You get out of the, you get into your subconscious. Hmm. Yeah, you know? fascinating, isn't it? Because it, mm -hmm. it essentially um, forces you to stop the thinking and analysis mm -hmm. bit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, you've yes. just got to keep writing. Yes, you have to keep writing. Yes, mm. no doubt about it. It's, it's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful app. Once you get the hang of it. And there's another level to this app, which um, is called the blind version, where you don't even get to see what you're writing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, I don't do that one. I don't do that one. Yeah. That's too much. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have to check that one out. And, we'll, of course, we'll link to it in the show notes as yeah. well. A lot of a lot of our listeners, um, you know, they they produce material for mm -hmm. their business, and, mm -hmm. and, and I have the same issue. I sometimes sit down in mm -hmm. front of a, a blank piece of paper, and I think I, I need to write a blog post, or I need to write yeah. about this, and I might have a topic in my head, mm -hmm. and I'll get two sentences in, and mm -hmm. and the judgment kicks in, the analysis is that any good? What I've written there, and then of course the the creative flow. Yep. Stop. Just stopped. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it goes back to really trusting who, what you have inside yourself. You know, mm -hmm. it's worth. It's worthy. It's worth something. So just write it down. You never know. Yeah. You never know where it will <laughs> go. You never know. So that's a really good tool. Yeah. All right. Now, what's the best way to stay on track when you're working with somebody else, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a, in writing or or producing a play? Oh, okay. It's, it's just setting time aside. Just, just setting time aside. Um, uh, it's just set some time. It doesn't matter if it's like five minutes, 10 minutes, set time aside to keep just so that it's consistent. Hmm. So you have consistency. Okay. Yeah. And, and just keep it as a habit. Yeah. Oh, most definitely it has to be. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. No doubt about it. Yeah. That's what. That's all I can say. It's. It's. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. All right. And finally, in the buzz round, what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Ooh, tell your story. <laughs> tell you. Tell your story. I mean, you. You. You have no. You have. You are who you are. It's, it's not your fault. You were born where you were born. You were born to who you were born with, to, Um, and that is your story. So mm. live with it. Some people I feel like are fighting who they are and yeah. where they come from and who they're born to. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, so just tell your story. I mean, it's different from anybody else's story. I promise you that. Mm. Yeah, that certainly is. The, the interesting thing, I, I always, I mean, a lot of people say be yourself and don't mm -hmm. try to be somebody else. The interesting thing I find, and, you know, you, you can probably relate to this, that when you're acting out a role, it actually costs a lot of energy to act out a role that's not you. And yet people do that all the time in, in real life. In real life, yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. I mean, you will save a lot of energy if you just be yourself. I mean, it's yeah. still tiring. Life is tiring, but yeah. But you're right. Acting in another role is it's exhausting. Oh my goodness, mm. it is so exhausting. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. And so unless unless we do it for fun because we enjoy acting, it's, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. probably a good idea to leave it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what to say. But I feel like people feel they're gonna want to please everybody, but you just can't do that. Mm. You're just not going to be liked by everyone yeah you know all right well thanks sheldon this has been absolutely fabulous now where can people find out more about you and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you've shared today sure thing uh my email is sheldon s-h-e-l-d-o-n period brando b-r-a-n-d-o at gmail.com uh, brando is my favorite actor um but, uh, <laughs> my, my ig is sheldon shaw three three two four uh, and my link tree is at Sheldon Brando. Brando, again, being my favorite actor. Um, <laughs> um, that's basically it. I'm not everywhere, everywhere, but yeah. Okay. All right. And we'll, we'll include links to those in the show notes. So yeah, no doubt I, about it. We could explore some uh, Brando references there. So <laughs> oh, we going, could. going back to what it, what was it? Streetcar Named Desire was one of mm -hmm. the first ones that I'm I'm aware of. And then of course, you did yeah. all the, well, you yeah. did the Godfather. 
yeah. the first Godfather ones, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, the streetcar is like I was watching that and I was looking down. It's black and white. It's like one of my first, when I was first studying acting. And I'm looking down when it's beginning, and then I hear this voice. And I'm like, "Who is that guy?" I was like, <laughs> he, "He like reminded me of my um, well, my mother's boyfriend. He he did." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, he's a real person." <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. All right, now, do you have any parting advice you'd like to leave our listener with today? Um. I think I said it about the f most important thing for me is uh, just try to find time to be with yourself and to understanding your conditioning. I think that will help you be comfortable with yourself and have trust in that your ideas are important. You know what I mean? And you mm. won't be afraid to write them down and to share them with other people um, if you have real convictions with them. And I mean, that, that lesson I learned with that producer is one of them. I was like, thank goodness mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a belief in what I'd written. I mean, he, he just didn't see it. He just didn't understand what, what it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a really great point. You know, having belief in, in your ideas and that, that mm -hmm. we've all got things to share that, that mm -hmm. are important and not, mm -hmm. not allow ourselves to be put off by somebody that, that just puts you down like that with exactly no without, value, yeah. And also there's another part to that is just don't be so don't hold on to ideas so strongly, don't like <laughs> if if they don't work, sometimes they're not gonna work. Sometimes yeah. you gotta let them go. And not it might not be that they're bad, it's just might not be the right time. Hmm. You know what I mean? That comes into the awareness part as well, doesn't mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. oh, knowing, yes. when, so knowing when to say, well, that feedback, I'm going to ignore that because I don't mm -hmm. believe it. And, right. and there's actually no value to that because all I've said is it's no good. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, if somebody then comes back and says, well, you know, there, there's so much wrong with this play and it's A, B, C, D, E. Uh-huh. That that you don't then hang on to it because you you realise that oh maybe I need to change A B C D and E and if I do that it's rewriting the whole thing You're rewriting the whole thing yeah 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 basically yeah yeah so yes it's, yes that's what I have to say <laughs> <laughs> wonderful all right well um, finally then Sheldon who mm -hmm. else should I get on this show and why ooh I have I have. Uh, a man named Kelsey Warren. He's now he's different, different than the business people, but he is an innovator of music. He's a musician and I've mm. seen him through all the years. Um, he does rock music and he, and since the, I've known him for many years and the times have changed with music so much where he had to change what he, transform what he does to, you know, go with the times basically. Do you know what I mean? I've seen him transform mm. and transform and transform. He produces music. He writes for other people. Um, but I've never seen someone so more innovative than him. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I really suggest. Yeah. I think okay. a lot, of people, I think a lot of people learn a lot, even in business, business people learn a lot from his, you know, gumption, his, his, you know, his drive to be innovative. Okay, well, we'll um, we'll get an introduction to Kelsey from you and reach okay. out to him and and see if we can get him on the show as well. So yeah, thanks for that. no problem, no problem yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights with us today. It's been a fascinating exploration of <laughs> the, create, the creative process from the yeah. point of view of someone producing mm -hmm. uh, material for theatre, for plays, for mm -hmm. screen and, mm -hmm. and TV as well now. So I wish yeah. you all the best for the future and let's keep in touch. Yes, yes, definitely. It was really nice talking with you. Thanks, Sheldon. I hope you enjoyed that insightful and really informative conversation with Sheldon and took something away from his episode. Now, this was a different kind of guest that we've had before because we focused very much on Sheldon's creative process and his mindset for writing character pieces, which I think is something we can learn from and apply to creative endeavours in business too. I'd love to know what you took away from Sheldon's episode. Leave a comment below the blog post, which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Sheldon Shaw. That is S-H-E-L-D-O-N. S-H-A-W. 
all lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Sheldon Shaw. You will also find contact information there for getting in touch with Sheldon, as well as links to his website, his social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you like this episode, please do share it with at least two other people that it might help. It's your service to those people. And tag me in in that share so that I can reach out to you with a special thank you surprise. Sheldon suggested that we have a conversation with Kelsey Warren, a musician who has transformed his work through innovation on a future Innova Buzz podcast episode. So Kelsey, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the Innova Buzz podcast, courtesy of Sheldon Shaw. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innova Buzz podcast, where we've got more fantastic guests lined up, including Anna Adams of Wicked Marvelous and Brian Jones of VA Platinum. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.